Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Kevin David Thomas. And I'm Rob Schneider. Hello, Rob Schneider. Hello, Kevin David Thomas. Here we are. Yet another My Favorite Things. Uh, Whiskers on Roses. No. Raindrops Raindrops on on Roses. roses. Whiskers on Kittens. I would like to see some Whiskers on Roses. The dyslexic production of the music (laughs) of sound. Nice. Um, How are you? I'm doing good. You know, I forgot to mention in the last episode, and I should have done this, uh, the movie House, (laughs) which you guys watched. Oh, the Halloween Halloween, movie that we talked about. Recommended to me by my brother. Oh. My brother, who is a genius when it comes to film and film history. Oh, really? And I realized he was the one who recommended it to me. I wanted to give him credit for... Recommending the movie to me and to us and, and to, to us yes thank you and to, to us, us all to us and all. Are, would you consider yourself a movie buff as well I feel uh, like you know a lot about movies Rob like whenever we have listen whenever we're interviewing some legend they're always like oh gosh uh, the the director's name was and you're always like um I, was it maybe George Scott and you're oh you're right every single time you mean you're, George C Scott whatever it's yeah I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. I was like, George Wolf. I don't George, know. It was George Wolf. But you always know exactly you know, the, the the name of the person in the year. I'm good with older movies. Honestly, anything after American Beauty, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but older movies, I'm really good at. Now, like my brother, he knows everything. Nice. Everything. Everything. I wish my mind worked like that. Okay. I can only do the musical theater stuff, but I love hey, old I love old movies. I grew up on old movies. Yeah, yeah. The first movie I think my parents ever let me watch was Singing in the Rain. The well, classic. And it's one. just sort of I like mean, yeah. spiraled out from there, but my parents were interesting. They would let me watch like Singing in the Rain or The Odd Couple or The Sunshine Boys when I was 3 or 4, so I just sort of accumulated a taste for the older films. Yeah. I really wasn't like, ooh, let's watch, you know, an American tale, Five Goes West. Right. <laughs> totally. You know, no, you had more sophisticated tastes. A more, than that. a more sophisticated mm-hmm. palette. Mm-hmm. A more mm-hmm. sophisticated mm-hmm. palette. But I, but I love, love movies. I don't like going to the movie theater anymore, though. Well, is it because it costs five thousand dollars in order to? It's do five thousand dollars, and everyone's always texting and talking. Yeah. And so I don't yeah. know. If, I mean, I, I, I miss the experience of being surrounded by so many strangers, and we're all sharing a communal experience. Yes. But I'll just I'll get the movie. I'll wait till it comes out on iTunes or Netflix. I hear that. Have you ever done uh, going farther that direction? Have you ever gone to those fancy eat dinner and watch movie places? Oh my god, a couple of times. The, yeah, the, those are fun. Like a nice one. You know, I went to one in Florida where it was like you had a waiter, you had a leather couch. Yeah, you know, wine and everything. We and just it, went to one in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, Nighthawk. Yeah, they opened that up. Yeah, How yeah, was Night, that was really fun. It was Ooh, really fun. That. Nighthawk Cinemas in Brooklyn. Okay. They were but really see, good. Now, how much did that put you back, though? Ooh, it was, it was a pricey. Yeah, it was yeah. like a, it was a night out. Yeah, it's like going to see a I Broadway mean, show here. You know, the movie is like what four bucks on iTunes. My lean cuisine is two ninety seven. You know, I haven't spent more than ten dollars. I know that's that's nice, Rob. Well, your thank you so much for joining your... Rob and Kevin at the retirement home. <laughs> our new podcast next week: clipping coupons <laughs> and why Mary in the pool. Feels like she can always urinate in it. <laughs> Meet you at the family dollar. <laughs>
the family. And you're Whoa. welcome. Oh, we'll meet you at the family dollar. Oh, we'll yeah. Get the bus oh, going around. Oh, my. So we got a favorite things. Happy fall. Fall fell. Happy fall. Yeah, amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> looking at my notes. And at this, what, and at this you... point, Rob and Kevin passed away at the home. <laughs> What's your favorite, uh, your favorite thing today? Oh, my favorite thing is uh it's you know what it's something we don't talk about all that often on this show and it's not produced that much anymore in the entertainment world and i wish it would come back and that is the review ah the musical <laughs> the musical review r e v u e the like, review yeah like the traditional review like where a they traditional were... review my favorite thing today is a traditional review oh, a specific one a specific one that i think is so funny and so hysterical uh and i listened to it again a couple of days ago and i found myself wiping tears away from laughing so much it is, is this, so funny is it is this dated is this like new faces of 1952 it's it is i mean yeah in in a way it's 1966 the year is 1966 it's an off-broadway review it's not an on-broadway review it's an off-broadway review and as you're thinking of the title just a little reminder to our viewers a review is obviously a collection of songs and sketches all unified by a theme and the theme in this one is a magazine oh Oh, the Mad. The, the Mad the, the Show. Mad show. Yeah. The Mad Show. So my favorite thing wow. is The Mad Show from 1966. Um, had the, great writers on it, Oh, my it? gosh. Wait till you hear who these writers are. Oh, my God. Listen to this. Mary Rogers does the music. The book is by uh, Larry Siegel and Stan Hart, who they were Mad Magazine writers themselves, and they later went off to go do the Carol Burnett Show. Uh, Marshall Bayer from uh, uh, on Once Upon a Mattress. Once Upon a Mattress. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, our our big favorite here, Stephen Sontag. Esteban. Oh, yeah. It's, I have it right here. It's, it's like Esteban. Esteban Rio Nido. Which is just an anagram of, of his, his name. name, right? Yeah, he it just... translates from the German via Spanish right. to Stephen Rivernest. Yeah. <laughs> because so, he, so that they didn't know that it was Stephen Sontag yeah, writing the lyrics he to, helped, to disguise one of the songs. He helped Mary Ryder. Rogers, his friend, write a song. The and boy he, from the boy from, and uh, he and then dot dot dot. That's yeah, the full title. Right. Um, and he used a nom de plume, and it was right. it was this. So it's actually Stephen Sondheim's lyrics. So for those of you who don't know, the Mad Show is based on Mad Magazine. Mad Magazine was like the because you have to remember it was very satirical. It was always poking fun at the government. It was always poking fun at entertainment and culture. There were no shows, no TV shows. There was no South Park. There was no Family Guy. There was no uh, Daily Show. Right. So this magazine, let alone Twitter, to let like alone Twitter, Facebook, and, yeah, social media, yeah. there was nothing. So this magazine was really where you could have comedy and politics and satire all meet. So the review satirizes. Everything possible from the 1960s at this time. And the cast, wait till you hear the cast. Are you ready for the small review cast? Yeah. Tell me you would not want to go back in a time machine and see these people. Uh, Linda Lavin. Nice. Joanne Worley from oh. Laugh-In. Uh, Paul Sand. Uh, and Richard Li- Libertini. And someone still with us, McIntyre Dixon. So this is like oh, yeah. a cast. Now, here's the cool thing. The recording preserves not only the songs... But the sketches oh, as well. That. So it's songs and sketches. And listen to some of the things that they do here. I mean, you really have to be a musical theater aficionado. First of all, you don't have to be a musical theater aficionado to appreciate it. But once you know what they're parroting, then you'll enjoy it. There's a great song called Misery Is, which is a parody of happiness from your good man, <laughs> Charlie Brown. So it lists all the things that went wrong. Um, like Misery Is. Yes. Da, 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 da. Yes. There's a really funny skit called uh, Handle With Care. 
and that's about a son tricking his parents into letting him leave the house without a punishment for bad grades. Um, and he's like, oh, it's fine. He goes, I don't mind. It's, 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 some of it is still a little bit like dated in its humor. 60s, like the, like yeah. the son goes, oh, he goes, I don't mind staying at home. He's like, he goes, I had a date with a girl tonight. But he goes, if I get to stay home because I'm punished, I'll get to put on all of mom's dresses and all of mom's lipstick. And I'll get to be a pretty girl just like mom. And the dad's like, out, get out. <laughs> So it's stuff like that. I, I I know it's not funny, but it makes me laugh. No, that's there's, good. There's a hysterical song called The Hate Song. Oh. Which is about it's making fun of all the pacifists of the area, uh-huh. but how they're going to destroy and mutilate hate in order to stomp out hate. Right. So that's the funny joke. There's one thing that there's two things Joanne Worley does. For those of you who don't know, Joanne Worley is best known probably from Laughing, but she's at this very long musical theater career she not only does stuff like on the 20th century she's also been mama rose and gypsy a couple of times right. she's a great actress there are two things of hers that i think are so genius and you must listen to them if nothing else one of them is called kitty tv oh and it's a parody of romper room oh and it's all about this it's all about liberal guilt so all she wants to do is like pull up minority students <laughs> and like but as she pulls them up she starts to realize like how racist she actually is or how misogynistic she actually is but the best one listen to this song if you're looking for a good song for a cabaret it's called the gift of maggie not the gift gift of the magi Magi. the gift of maggie and it's joanne worley doing a routine about all the horrible presents she gets (laughs) from all of her friends during the christmas season it is the funniest thing i have listened to it eight times really today alone I believe you. I literally just keep repeating it. <laughs> so anyway, this is wow. this is this is my show. It's it is called the Mad Show. It's from 1966. Uh, also available on YouTube. But please, if nothing else, just Joanne Worley, the gift of Maggie. I will check that out because sure. it makes me so happy. The gift of Maggie. <laughs> what is the gift oh, of Kevin fun. today? Well, that's that's a good one, Rob. Um, I forgot. <laughs> I always forget about that show. I, I don't have it, and I forget that there's a recording of it. Uh, mine is also based on a on a comic you might say by oh the my way gosh. did you subscribe to mad magazine when you were a kid i didn't subscribe but i would buy it every i would once do in it a while. yeah me yeah. too i it, i didn't get any of it i mean like as a kid you were you grew up in more political than i did you you definitely i feel like had more yeah you my, understood the politics better than i did yeah i was a political science major and my dad uh he's i didn't know you were a political science major yeah i was a poli sci major in undergrad wow yeah and my dad was um uh, for a long time, he was Chuck Schumer's, Senator Schumer's yeah. chief of staff. Incredible. Uh, for a really long so time. So then you would have gotten the political satire in those. I did, you know, when you're eight years old <laughs> and you're watching your Kurosawa film and eating your Cheerios. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's what you do. Oh, that's good. So what's your... So you said it's kind of based on a comic. Mine is also, yeah. You're going to know mine immediately because we've talked about it before. But it's... This is... I, I love the score of this musical. This is a musical that has never made it to Broadway yet. Um, it, we talked to the author of this musical. Oh! It's a sequel. Oh, yes. Uh, and it's not Bring Back Birdie. No. <laughs> but it has to do with a little girl. Is this? This is. Is it? Wait, no, wait. Is it? 
Annie 2, Miss no, Hannigan's Revenge? No, not Miss Hannigan's Revenge. But this is your Annie Warbucks. Annie Warbucks. All right. So, friends, there is <laughs> can a you, sequel. Can you say that one more time? Annie Warbucks. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> so, friends, there is a sequel to that that lovable musical Annie that you may not or you may know about. There actually are two sequels. So, in 1989, I want to say... They tried to um, – this would be uh, the writers of the original Annie, uh, Martin Charnin and Charles Strauss, decided to tr- crack at you know a sequel, try to make the first successful sequel to a Broadway musical. And the first crack at it was this Miss Hannigan's Revenge starring Dorothy Loudon. It played the Kennedy Center. It was called Annie 2 colon Miss Hannigan's Revenge. It, it did not do well. It, let's just say that, uh, and, and you can listen to our interview with Martin, um, and it, he really has interesting things to say about it. But basically, people they they did not estimate that people would be uh, they that people would want uh, Miss Hannigan to go after Annie that way. That that was not they were we weren't into that. Um, and so they they rewrote it and started from scratch, and they took out the character of Miss Hannigan. And so uh, Annie Warbucks picks up literally the the minute after Annie ends. And so now you've got the bad guy is the child welfare commissioner, Harriet Doyle. She's the new, you know, Miss Hannigan, if you will. And uh, the plot is basically that um, uh, very much of its time that Daddy Warbucks has to get married within 60 days um, because you can't be a single parent, obviously. Uh, and <laughs> and so th- the whole thing is very much like Bachelor that or Bachelorette that where they have to you they got they go on this mission to try to find him his wife. Whereas, of course, turns out that he's really been in love with Grace Farrell all, all along. And that's who he ends up with. Uh, but the commissioner... She tries with her daughter to try to make her daughter his wife, and they try to do, you know, that's the hijinks and all of that. But I got to say, the really fun thing about this production is the score. It is top-notch Charles Strauss quality and Martin Charnin quality. It really is fun. Um, Harv Presnell plays Daddy Warbucks. Oh, my gosh. They they did it at good speed, and then they moved it off-Broadway in, like, 1993, um, and it did very well. It got great reviews and everything like that. They weren't able to transfer it to Broadway for some reason at the last minute. I think they had an investor pull out. But, um, again, you have the book by uh, Thomas Meehan. I mean, it's the exact same team from the original. Why isn't it done more? I, you know, that's a really good question. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure because they do Annie. I mean, and, and even Charnin said that, you know, he they, they advise not to do both, that people get burnt out on Annie. You don't need to yeah. do both. It's not like, you know, the Marvelous Wondrettes. I know theaters will do one, one two, three of that, you know, because this yeah. is like overkill of Annie, I think. So I wonder if that's part of it. It might just be that people don't know that it exists because everybody knows the songs like Tomorrow and Maybe. Do, and, do any the, of those songs show up in Annie Warbucks? No. No, they don't. But you can definitely see their like parallels, you know, oh, like okay. they're they're you know today the, the, exactly. <laughs> exactly and possibly no, it's true. She sings. She definitely sings a song of of, of hope in the second act. There's definitely like a. For ladies, uh, if you want a sassy, you know, up tempo, the the Miss Hannigan Doyle lady, she sings a song called "But You Go On." Yeah, it's a good fantastic one. number. A nice slow ballad for a, a, a young lady or a woman is "It Would Have Been Wonderful," which yes. is another gorgeous, gorgeous yes. song. Um, but the, yeah, the girls all sing like all the kids sing, "All Dolled Up." How good they're going out, all dolled up. It's cute. Oh, it's, cute. It's it's and a the orphans sweet come score. back. Yep, you get the orphans, you get kids, of course. Um, and it's I think it's a great listen. People should do it. They should run it in rep. I think so. 
Everyone, it's familiar. It's a story you know. And yes, you want to hear what happens to Annie. It's not like exactly like Wicked, where it's what well, happens, a parallel just, story. No, but it, happen, yes. it just basically picks off. I know that they're still hoping that you, you will see this come to New York again someday. Um, and I look forward to that. I can't believe Marvelous. I just said that, but it's true. I, I, the score What's wrong is, with that? The score is gorgeous. And uh, it's sometimes it's hard to get your hands on the actual recording, but I know that you can. the songs are on YouTube. And I okay. know that there are recordings. Um, on Amazon, I, but I did look, and you could. Some people spent are selling it for like two hundred dollars. That was way too much for a cast recording, folks. What's two. the most you ever spent on a um, for on, a cast a, recording? Yeah, for cast recording. Jeez, I think the most mm-hmm. I ever spent it was it was um, sixty sixty five bucks. Oh, and I think it was Starlight Express. Really? Because it's out of print. Yeah. Well, this is too. This is the, and now, of course, things are a little different these days. Because yeah. There's repro. You know, they do like those DVRs or whatever, and you can, you know. But I in college, I spent a hundred dollars. I can't believe I spent a hundred dollars in college. Where did I? Where did I even have a hundred dollars? But I bought a little night music. How ironic! But uh, but the 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 CD of Judy Dench of the Royal National oh, Theater, yeah. which was never released in the United States, and it was really hard to get, and you you couldn't get it. I you mean, couldn't I, get that. I still think you can't. It's hard to find that. But uh, Larry Guitard plays uh, Frederick. Um, There's a documentary on YouTube um, about the making of that production. Really? Yeah, that the South Bank show did. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I've got to check that out. And they show little clips of yeah. of it in action. Yeah. yeah. I spent a hundred bucks on that silly CD. I, I don't know why. I'm I'm embarrassed to tell people that. But why? It's worth it. It's Judy Dench singing "Send in the Clouds." That's pretty awesome. And what more could you want? It's true. And Lawrence Guitard who, singing you, now. I mean, do you remember who was uh, the mom? No. Uh, Madame not off Armfeld? the top of my. Not off the top of my. I head. wonder I who that was. But she was like some big actress. I can't remember. Probably. Yeah. I'll okay. Look up after this, anyway, that's great though. So yeah. But oh, so so anyway, yes, another hard recording to get, but fun to listen to is Annie Warbucks. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is Annie Warbucks and the Mad Show. The Mad Show. What and pl- the gift of Maggie, if nothing else. The gift of Maggie with uh, Worley. Jo- Joanne Worley. Worley. Nice. Who would make a great Miss Hannigan? Okay. I wonder if she's ever played it before. We should look that up. Let's call her. All right. We should get her on the show. I know. We should get her and Joyce DeWitt. And at that point, I can die. And we're done. And then we'll <laughs> that, hang that, it up. That, that, not just the podcast. My life. Just done. Everything. Everything is yeah, done. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.